What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Cooperators Viewers Couch, the Mighty Mandos Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, and today, as always, with the Mighty Mandos, I am joined by my one and only Jedi friend, Mr. Gabe. How's it going, Gabe? Oh, of course, he's got food in his mouth. Gabe always likes to eat on the podcast for some reason, even though this is a very audio-focused <laughs> medium. But, you know, he's snacky. He's always been yeah, snacking. Gotta eat. Always, Girls gotta eat. Always be snacking. So, if there are any snack companies out there, you know that your stuff will be shown on the stream, because Gabe will be snacking on the stream when it happens. <laughs> if you didn't know, the Mighty Mondo's podcast is where me and Gabe go through the latest episode of The Mandalorian, the Disney Plus exclusive show. This week, we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 5, or Chapter 13, however you want to say it. And it's called The Jedi. Man, Gabe. Okay, before we get... Actually, before we get into that, you can catch us wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as live on Twitch on Sundays, live at twitch.tv slash the co underscore operators. You can also catch us on social media, and those links will be in the description below, and I will talk about them at the end of the show. But until that, Gabe, what did you think of episode 13, The Jedi? Um, yeah, no, it was good. It's, uh, I think, uh, I didn't expect to see so much Jedi, so that was good. And, yeah, I really liked it a lot. I thought... I only have one worry about it. That's it. It was good. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. It was an excellent episode. This is probably my second favorite of the season behind the Crate Dragon because that shit was awesome. But it was just, this brought so many different elements, but also set up the future so well for the Disney Star Wars universe. Mm. Like... Again, I come from this background of knowing a lot of the external and extended universe kind of things. So that means the books, that means Legends, which is before the canon, as well as the cartoons that I've talked about over and over and over again because I keep creeping into this series, which I'm guessing is because of Dave Filoni's very heavy influence in it. And he was a big part of making those a reality, uh, especially Ahsoka, who he's keeping alive through all these different things because... She's really, like, she was the first character he ever created for Star Wars, apparently. Or the first one he ever drew for Star Wars. So, it's like his animated child. (laughs) So, there's so many exciting things happening with this character, and I'm so excited to see what they're going to do with Ahsoka, because there's so many different paths now that she can take. Uh, Especially because her backstory is very complicated and long, and... They have, like, reasons why she didn't show up during any of the other movies and or any of the movies at all, but why she's showing up now. Mm-hmm. There's so many exciting things that I will get into later when we go through, like, the actual point-by-point point for the plot. But I just have to say, this was awesome. This lightsaber stuff was sweet. It really reminded me of the movies and brought me back to, like, that very Star Wars-y universe. Um, the way her fighting style was awesome. Um... She's such a badass, and she was, like, one of the first female Jedis we really saw, like, actually perform an action as a main character. So, though we did see in Clone Wars and, I think, the first episode one, we see female Jedi, it's not the same kind of focus that we've ever had on a female Jedi as a main character of a plot. And one that really went through this huge journey that I think I might actually just make a side podcast to explain kind of Ahsoka's journey a little bit more so that people maybe understand if they're not into the extended universe. I'll make maybe like a seven-minute clip or something just to kind of give a background. I'm sure there's ones out there if you don't want to listen to me do it, but yeah, it's just so exciting what is going to happen next and where they're going to lead and if it's going to make spinoffs and if it's going to make... Because I would definitely watch a show about her and uh, Sabine Wren, who I'm actually kind of surprised was not in this episode, uh, just based on uh, kind of what happened at the end of Rebels. Again, there are going to be spoilers for the animated series. If you have not watched those, I'm sorry, you can, uh, maybe I'll put a little spoiler warning somewhere in it, but there are so many things that happen in that. It also, I think it ended a couple years ago, so maybe spoiler zone is gone by now, but uh, yeah, there's just so many exciting things that are happening, and this episode really set all of those like possibilities up so 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking what they're doing with this series because they're, like, really trying to... I mean, last one with the cloning kind of tried to, like, push into, like, a canon form. But this one is very much a... They're creating something that they can build on later. Uh, <clears throat> and again, if they're going to have, like, an Obi-Wan show, I would love to see an Ahsoka show. Yeah. I mean, there was certainly a lot, uh, I think... Like for me as an average fan, uh, like there was a lot that went over my head, but also a lot for me that like, um, it made me be like, oh, uh, that's really interesting. Because I was really excited to, I think for everybody who watched the show, we're excited to see them finally get to a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I think because I'm like, oh, we're going to go this early into the season and we're going to find a Jedi. Because to me... I thought kind of like the catalyst for this whole series was we're going to see the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is with this task of finding the, this child's people and having them learn from his people. And I'm like, okay, so we've got a short series that's going to kind of take us to these little critical points. And then because this universe is really dark, it's really sad and there's like no real hope. It's probably going to end not well for anyone. And so when we get so early into the season two to not only see the Jedi and a bunch of other things that you'll talk about in the episode happen, to me, I, then this is where my worry comes in. Great episode. I really liked it. The one thing I'm like is, are we launching things so that we can have seven plus seasons? Are we launching things now so that we can have, and then storytelling takes the side and now we're going to just do fan service that maybe it's a story that a lot of people really want to see, which is amazing. I'm just, I'm not, as someone who's not a Star Wars fan, I don't know if that's going to gravitate towards me. Mm -hmm. But I will say this about the episode. It was my favorite Dave Filoni episode that he's directed so far. And I really enjoyed that we get some answers because we got a lot of answers. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it did a really good job of telling us more and not leaving us with more questions because I would have been more upset about that if we had been left with so many more questions. And I think we got a lot of clarity. Yeah, for sure. Rip Yaddle. So. Yeah, but I mean, technically Ahsoka never actually (laughs) met Yaddle. So I think that's super funny though, because I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't there another one? And then I had to like go back and find, find Yaddle. Yeah, so I, Yaddle, I think, left the Jedi Order after episode one, because you never see Yaddle yeah. again. Uh, and Ahsoka didn't join the Jedi Order until after episode one, so during the Clone Wars. Oh, it makes, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. So yeah. she would have ever she met Yaddle, uh, so that's why she said. This is just a second of the kind behind Master Yoda. Well, there have been... she, she just said she's only encountered one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. Because <laughs> I, I think that there have been four throughout all properties altogether of the type of Yoda's race. I could be wrong on that. It could be three. But with Baby yeah. Yoda, I think there's now four. You mean Grogu? Grogu. No, I'm still going to call him Baby Yoda because Grogu, like, come on. The name's all right. I'm okay with it. I was just shocked. Because now, again, we get way more answers. We get not only a name, but gender for sure confirmed. Yeah. It's a boy. Yeah, it's a boy. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It just... It felt like they didn't need to give him a name. I just... I guess that... Maybe there was a reason behind it, but, like, the whole, like, sensing what his name was and all that kind of stuff through his feelings seemed weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But again, like Ahsoka is is considered one of the most powerful light side force users ever because mm-hmm. she absorbed the embodiment of the light side <laughs> when she was dying. Yeah. So I guess like maybe her powers are just a little bit stronger and like actually able to bring her into this whole mix and everything. But I don't know. It just it felt a little weird that she was able to like determine his name and gender and I mean, gender maybe whatever but like his name and everything and like I guess sensing like attachment stuff made sense but the name mm-hmm. is really what got me because it's yeah. like how did he communicate his name with her through the force well I think it's one, it's one of those things too in storytelling where I think they did such a great job of giving us this mystery of this baby which we thought was a clone 
of Yoda's. We thought maybe it was Yoda's child and offspring. And now that we have some solid answers about who Grogu is, we well, kind of are left. We're, we're like, I feel like in some ways we're a little bit disappointed, but we're also, it's it's a disappointment, but not really because we got more, we got what we wanted, which was clarity. And yeah. maybe for some that clarity wasn't, isn't satisfying enough. And I don't blame anyone for that. Like it's, it's like anything with a show where you want some answers and it doesn't, it, it just doesn't line up. So yeah. who knows? I totally get that. I think that, I mean, you we don't know. It could still be baby Yoda's or I mean Yoda's offspring uh we don't actually because she never actually said it wasn't and she wouldn't have known because I believe Yada was a girl like Yada was a female of that race so it could have been Yaddle's kid right we don't know if Yoda and Yada could have been uh uploading some files if you know what I mean and uh it could have been his child or it could have just been another person from his race right because it's such a mysterious race out there that no one has ever really seen so yeah, it's it's interesting. And interesting to see what they're going to do with it all too because like you said, like they are playing into the fan service a lot right now. Uh, but at the same time, like I don't think it's really at the deterioration of storytelling. I think that parts of it yeah. might be like I know you really liked the Bo-Katan episode. Well, I didn't. I didn't I, I liked it for um, the most part. Uh, it's I not in my that. like it's not my top three kind of thing. Uh, yeah. but they almost seemed a little shoehorned in and then they were kind of in and out too fast. Like I would have liked to spend two episodes with Bo Katan and her crew and no episode with uh Grief and uh Dune Kara or Kara Dune. So yeah. I don't know. There is like that kind of like that it's, weird. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating for sure. Cause you're kind of left with like, now we've set up these huge pivotal storylines mm-hmm. of Bo-Katan getting the saber and yep. uniting her people. But we also have the other long story of now Ashoka, Ahsoka and her, um, her journey of, of finding Thrawn. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason. And then we have her, putting the Mandalorian and Grogu on a new task. Mm-hmm. So we have these like three, mm-hmm. I think they're very big. I mean, again, I don't know because I'm not a Star Wars fan, but they these don't strike me as we're going to wrap these up by the end of the season kind yeah. of storyline. And that's where I'm like, oh shit. So in order, because that's kind of what I liked about um, this show was like, you kind of, there was, and maybe that's just me just, and I'm not a Star Wars fan, and maybe I just need to get on board, is, like, I kind of like this whole one-arc idea, and we're going to follow that through however many seasons is going to go. And now we have not only one arc, but it's splintered into multiple. Um, and I think if you are a fan of Star Wars, that's super exciting, because, as you were saying, that means maybe a spinoff show. It means maybe um, this show goes on longer, and you get to see things that you really wanted to see, like... Um, like the character of Ezra or the character of, um, oh shoot, I've already forgotten their name, Thrawn, the character of Thrawn, get to see Thrawn and, and the other sub characters that come with that. And how many crossovers are we going to see from rebels into here, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I mean, maybe, maybe it's going to make this whole show even more phenomenal than it is. And in a lot of ways, knowing John Favreau's background of being the director of Iron Man, and looking at how many films and stories splinter from those, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be big. And that's exciting. It's yeah. really exciting. It's just for me, I my attention span can only hold so much. Yeah, and so. I get that too. Because I think if I yeah. wasn't such a big Star Wars fan, like having all of these spinoffs come in that might add to the story or be pivotal to the story, kind of like, say, Arrow and The Flash and Supergirl, sure. where they constantly like every season they have like three crossover episodes with each other and you have to watch each of these shows and there's what five different shows you have to watch to actually get the full story or maybe it's four legends tomorrow supergirl arrow flash i think it's just the four. Oh no and black lightning because he was in one of them too um like you have to watch these different series in order to get the whole picture well if you're not watching those series normally like i fell off arrow a long time ago but I had to watch the Arrow episode to, for the crossover to make sense. But there was so much that happened between those that I wasn't sure what was happening with it. Yeah. So I'd be worried about that kind of thing happening if there's too much crossover. If they do yeah. create like an Ahsoka show or whatever. 
but uh, or like an Ahsoka Sabine or however they want to do it. But yeah, I think that overall it's very exciting for a Star Wars fan who's going to watch everything as long yeah. as the other albums don't suck, right? But yeah, I think that there definitely is a, a worry that these yeah. things will like kind of go on too long. And they'll try and integrate too much been, with each other. You must have been so pumped to see Ahsoka Tano's character come to life. And mm-hmm. also just like the other things that are kind of coming to fruition. Like between Bo-Katan, this character, and Thrawn being mentioned. I imagine these things are very exciting for you because yeah. as a fan. Because you're seeing something that you've maybe wanted to see mm-hmm. come to real action. Yeah, and so especially I, with Thrawn. That's also kind of cool too. And I get that. And that's yeah. that's an exciting thing to see. I just have no idea where these exactly. stories are going to go. Yeah. So, like, especially with Thrawn. Thrawn is a huge part of both the Legends and the canon universe. He has, what, three, four, five book series just about him. Uh, mm. With the Thrawn, uh, like, in the Legends, there was, like, a trilogy and then duology and then there was like a couple spinoffs and then in the current one there's a trilogy and now there's coming another trilogy all about Thrawn and then he also is the main villain in most of Star Wars Rebels so he is such like this integral part of this universe and it's really exciting because he's like he's not a Jedi he's not a Sith he's not he's just really really strategic and he knows so much about so much and he used that to kind of get to the same level as Darth Vader is um in the empire as a whole right so he was better than the moths like he was higher up than the moths he was like i think the leader of the naval thing for everybody for a while and it just bringing him to life is so exciting but it's also again very daunting right because if you bring him to life and you make a side shoot for ahsoka it's not going to be one or two seasons it'll probably be three or four or Mm -hmm. whatever else right so what are you going to fill those with other than just that search for thrawn and for Ezra. And so there's like all these like little nuances that do kind of worry me. I really just hope mm-hmm. that Ahsoka came in to give him his next mission, which is to go to the top of the mountain and all that. Um, but I hopefully she doesn't become like a mainstay as well. Like I liked that she said I can't train him because she saw what happened to a Jedi that has like fear and stuff in his heart. Uh, yeah. Which made a lot of sense, uh, though it would be very sad to see Baby Yoda, like, turn evil. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, like, these just these little things that I think are very exciting, but I think also could err on the side of worrying. Uh, just mm-hmm. for... Because this has kind of become, like, a Monster of the Week type show this season, or, I guess, yeah. Plan- Planet of the Week, where he doesn't yeah. stay on the same place more than once. I mean, he kind yeah. of didn't last time, but a lot of the first series actually started and stayed on that first planet. I think there were yeah. five episodes on the main planet, and then, obviously, he bounced around because he was on the run, which is really cool, because yeah. like, that's kind of yeah. how Prison Break or those kind of things... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ghost Time just said Gorgu is already evil. He was totes snarfing those eggs, which is fair, but he's also a child and he was hungry. So I, yeah. as much as we're I mean, like, he was shitty for doing it and he kind of knew what he was doing, he was still like, he'd eaten frogs before. Well, what's the real difference? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about that, him being evil though, is an interesting one because it goes back to our original hypothesis of what we thought could happen to the child. Mm-hmm. is as they get older maybe the child is actually evil um it's just there's so, it's so interesting to me because there's a lot of questions now like who's the jedi then that's going to teach him if he decides to go forward mm-hmm. like is that luke no. is it ezra is it um you know there's there's and then if you're bringing ezra in that's really great and then does that conclude the mandalorian series hopefully and if and if that's the case, then this is going to be two seasons long, and then you shoot off the Bo-Katan series. I think it'll and be three. The- I think it'll be three. I think that he'll probably end up joining up with Bo-Katan. Like they'll, I think at the end of this series season, they might catch up with Moff Gideon. Um, hmm. But right now, it's like his mission is to get the child to the Jedi, right? I think next season might actually be him taking down Moff Gideon and like reclaiming Mandalore. Like that, yeah. I, and that at that point, I would want season three to be the end of the Mandalorian, not because I don't love it, because I do love it, but because I love it, I would like it to end at that three season mark after they get Moff Gideon and they liberate their planet, 
and the, he realizes mm-hmm. that this is the way, but other Mandalorians also have their own way, and he needs to like integrate into that. Yeah, yeah, that could be fascinating. I mean, who knows? I it's like because again, we're so far as history has dictated to us, each season is about ten episodes. Mm-hmm. So. I'm really curious to see how far, because we're now on what? This was episode five. six? Five. Five? Okay. So we have five episodes left to resolve. A lot. Getting getting to the, well, the main one to me is getting Grogu to the temple or yeah. to the sacred area. So in those five episodes, we need to resolve what those experiments were. We need to resolve... Uh, Bo-Katan's mission and Ahsoka's mission. And yeah. maybe we don't resolve those two things, and maybe hopefully maybe that's the push-out for them to have their own shows, which would be really cool. Yeah, and... I watch show. I think that'd be sweet. Yeah, I, but I, I, I watch either or. I, would, I just wonder... I would worry about Bo-Katan. Really oh. Yeah, I was going to say, it's our hypothesis or mine about the Mandalorian dying at the end of the seasons, at the end of the series, because I feel like that would be the only just way for it to go down, because this is such an, it's still a very fucked world. Like, the whole thing is all messed up. Everything's chaotic. Like, we saw in this episode of The Jedi, like, there's this, like, a a sport or, um, what's the other word for fort? What do we call it? Um, Not a fortress, but like a base yeah a base or a garrison garrison that's okay, a better yeah. garrison like we have this garrison that like has no order to it mm-hmm. and because there's no order yeah and yeah i i don't know did you find the parallels between this episode and the sanctuary episode to be quite similar yes because it was them i did def- it was them defending a a pl- thing but to advance their own goals Obviously, this yeah. time a little more so than last time. Last time, it kind of was like to get a little money, to have somewhere to hide. So it was to advance his goals. But at the same time, it was like he had that moment at the end where he almost gave up everything. Mm-hmm. But again, he almost gave up the child in this one. So there is a lot of parallels for sure. Yeah, I I, I really I think that's why I enjoyed this episode so much, because Sanctuary is like one of my favorite episodes, too. And what I liked about that is the the stylistic choices that Filoni kind of similarly copied from Bryce Dallas Howard in the sense of like really mimicking Japanese cinema, in particular the samurai um, genre films, as well as the Western Mm -hmm. gunslinger type of uh, films that we see in Western um, films that were directed by Italian directors in the 1960s -hmm. and 50s. Um, And then we have these like almost like i don't know it was like almost steampunk kind of vibe yeah in that planet too and which is cool and again you add the you add the amazing element of something we know is so rare which is a jedi mm-hmm. uh, i thought made it really cool and my favorite i mean i had a lot of favorite lines in it one of the highlights that i really enjoyed and you could really hear in the way rosario dawson sells the line which is there aren't a few there aren't many of us left yeah and I think that really, I think again, uh, this is maybe I'm just somebody who just likes to see bad things happen to good characters. But I just think, man, wouldn't that be interesting if Ahsoka dies and, you know, everything kind of is for nothing because we still live in this world where Jedi are hunted. Mm-hmm. But we're also not because Vader's dead. So. Well. Oh yeah, he is at this point. Yes, Vader is dead by this. Right? Because this is this is. I know. I had the matchup. I remember when I was explaining this to my girlfriend. The timeline, because even for me, I had to like stop mm-hmm. halfway through when she was talking about Coruscant. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Because I was so as soon as we as soon as it because it was like midnight when I was watching. I'm sure you watched it too at midnight. Yeah. And so whenever we heard the word Grogu, we had to pause and we we're like, "What?" And then play. And then we watch that, and then she's like, what's Coruscant? And I'm like, oh, oh, shit. So then we had to, like, draw out the timeline. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Mandalorian's after Return of the Jedi. Yes. Yeah, it's after the uh, Battle of Endor. So we don't know about Rey. We don't know about um, any of those characters at this point. No. So when she says there's not that many of us left, she's right, but also... There's Wrong. no, I don't think they need to be too scared of being hunted down and killed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because, well, they are still being hunted somewhat, because Jedi are always kind of hunted. But but at the same time, no, they're not as hunted as they once were. Um, But yeah, yeah, it was interesting that they, like, brought up that timeline and kind of, like, brought up that he was, like, part of the Jedi Temple and stuff, and he was hiding for 50 years, because I realized that, yeah... If he was 50 years old, he would have been alive during the Clone Wars. He would have been alive through everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I, ne- I guess I never really pieced that together before, but it's like, yeah, if he was Force-sensitive, he would have been at the Jedi Temple, and, like, he would have been, like, one of the few that were saved, and, yeah. Yeah. Which, again, answers the questions that, like, he's not a clone. He's nope. not... He, we know it's a child. We know that Grogu is very powerful, has hidden powers, mm-hmm. has hidden the powers to stay alive, and someone snuck Grogu out. Yeah. I want to know who that was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was probably just a random Jedi, because like, they were all given like the command to leave and run, right? Yeah. Run and hide. Yeah. Um, actually, it's funny, right? As you said the thing about the samurai stuff, uh, Ghost Time also said it was very inspired by Japanese films, which is so true. Um, yeah. Should we jump into well, the I- plot? Do we want to do a plot this time? Um, I mean, I feel like we kind of like, to me, maybe, I think we have hit everything. I think the only thing I was really curious about is, is, um, we talked about it, I think episode season one, episode six, or maybe it was episode two, where we talked about how it was kind of cool to see the Mandalorian acquire new pieces to the armor. Mm -hmm. And it would be kind of neat in a way. It's like, we're seeing this happen. Like every other episode would be cool to see. And so now we see another piece of equipment being attached. And here we've got the spear. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm wondering, because again, I don't know anything about star Wars. Like what else is there? Cause I, to me, there's jetpack and helmet and the, the whole body armor. I don't know if there's anything else. I don't know. Actually. Maybe I don't think so though. I mean, maybe he yeah. had the, the dark saber. <laughs> yeah, that would be the other one. Well, but um, the, the other thing too is if they actually if they make the Mandalorian the leader of the Mandalorians. Yeah, I hope not. I think Bo-Katan is should be the leader because she is like the leader of Mandalore. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, there are a couple things that I think I was going to touch on during the plot yeah, cool. summary. Yeah. Um, one thing, like you did mention that the samurai, it's kind of, you see samurai films as well as Western in here. I thought it was very interesting when the two showdowns were happening in the two different genres. So we had yeah. the Ahsoka and the Magistrate showing down in like a more Japanese film samurai style, where like it was very, yeah, like kind of that noble, higher, like... Duel. respect duel where they kind of like you know they go at each other a little bit here and there just to see like people where people at and then it gets crazy uh and but outside they also had like an old-fashioned western duel going on right they had the showdown like the standoff uh he had his like he was waiting for the other guy to draw so he would draw faster and it kind of played out in this very interesting way and then like some Western films, the bad guy was like, you know what? I'm going to put down my weapon. I'm going to walk away. And then, like, tries to kill him, right? But he gets the first shot off first, obviously. I mean, he's a badass. But it was really cool to see, like, those two very... Those genres that are very different, but also very similar. Mm Because, I mean, in film, one plays off the other, like, a lot throughout uh, film history. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was interesting to see it all in, like, the same show and having it yeah. happen as well as like having the part right before it happened right where it was like kind of like in episode six of last season with the escape like the prison break um where uh the mandalorian was like coming in and taking people out one by one well now ahsoka was doing that we could see that she really is like this crazy force that isn't just let's go destroy people all the time. It's I'm going to systematically get each one of you and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to disappear. And it was so cool to see that. Cause usually when you see a Jedi, it's hack slash hack slash I'm invincible. But for her, it was like, I could get shot. So I'm going to do this very sneakily and stealthily and make yeah. them as- afraid basically. Cause it was well, like, I think when he, I think you're right. Yeah. And it adds to the mysticism. I think of a Jedi, right? Because again, no one's seen a Jedi for so long, and the idea of the practices of Jedi seem almost like um, a ghost story. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of fit really well. 
Plus, when she sliced that bell in half, that was sweet. Like, that was so I mean, awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Ghost Time, actually, you mentioned the assassin droids. Those things were awesome, for one. Like, the cool way that he, like, got up onto the building, I can't get over it, because he, like, pulled himself up, then rolled up the hill. Oh, it was awesome. But, yeah, I was, like... When he disappeared and they only got one of the assassin droids, I was like, oh my god, someone's going to get shot. It's probably going to be Ahsoka, or it's going to be, like, the new leader of the group. And then just straight up no scopes, just, like, turns and fires and gets him in the head. I was like, damn! That was a great scene. Um, But yeah, okay, so since we're kind of, like, we're going to... I think we just skipped the plot at this point. I think we've talked about it so much already. So we want to do point for point, and then you guys can enjoy it yourself if you want to watch it... uh, later or whatever so grand admiral thrawn is like i said a huge part of everything but the way that he's very interesting right now is that ezra miller was on his ship when he departed in order to make it so they would win the fight of lothal basically which is kind of ezra's home planet which was taken over by the uh empire and very much like a a main base place they were trying to take over for most of that series. Um, because he was with Thawne, uh, Sabine and Ahsoka left their friends and left Lothal in order to find Ezra. They went on this quest, or they started this quest to find Ezra. And because of that, that's why Ahsoka's out here. He, she's trying to find Thrawn, she's trying to find Ezra, because Ezra saved her life uh, when Darth Vader was about to kill her through this thing called the oh what was it inner world outer world no world between worlds that's what it is um so that's also where she was during a lot of the movie series she was stuck in the world between worlds so she wasn't able to help out during the luke era which made luke have to defeat vader um very cool very interesting all very weird at the same time but very cool um so with Thrawn, he is now out there. Ezra's with him in some capacity or another. So they're trying to find out where they are. So it was why I was very surprised that Sabine was not with Ahsoka because they left together on the same ship. They were trying to do the same mission. But I think what's kind of interesting is it almost seems like Ahsoka is trying to use Baby Yoda to find Ezra now because she said, a Jedi will find you when you go to this place because he's so powerful, right? Um, so it might just be her trying to, like, get him to draw Ezra to Baby Yoda to find Mm -hmm. him kind of thing. So that was, like, kind of a thought that I had when she talked to him about this temple. But the temple is also used a lot in Star Wars Rebels. Like, they go to a bunch of these different, like, very ancient temples so Ezra can learn to become a real master. Uh, by Kanan, who was a Jedi Knight, who then wasn't a knight. It was very confusing. But yeah, so it's very interesting that they are That's bringing cool. him into it, uh, bring her into it. Sabine, I'm sure, will come in at some point to like... I don't know. I think it would have been made so much sense for her to be there, though, because she is a Mandalorian. And she's yeah. part of like the guard as well. But oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so she's like uh, in, from the same clan as Bo-Katan, I believe. Uh, if so I'm not believing my, that wrong. My question is... Uh, what character, aside from the ones that you've mentioned so far, are, would you be really excited to see from the franchise of Rebels or Clone Wars come into the Mandalorian? I would like to see the ghost of Kanan. Um, I wouldn't actually want to see Kanan. I think we actually see the ghost of Kanan for in the... or we hear him in the final uh, film as well. Like, Ray when she's, like, getting all those Force visions and Force people talking to her, he's actually one of those voices, which is super cool. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, actually, a cool story about that. He was invited randomly. Like, he just got, like, a, a phone message being like, can you come in to do 30 seconds of uh, voice for this thing? He's like, well, I'm already on the lot. I might as well go. Goes over, does it, has no idea what's actually happening in the story. Like, he's not seen the script or anything except for his small little part, and then leaves, Right. And then he gets to see, like, this happen at the premiere, and it's like, that is so cool that that's where his voice was at the end. Like, he was actually part of canon now. Um, but yeah, I digress. So, I would like to see Kanan. I could see Kanan actually coming to Baby Yoda instead of Ezra on the mountaintop. Or even maybe the ghost of Yoda come to see Baby Yoda or something. Like, somewhere there, right? Do you think it could be Luke? Do you think Luke could no. come out? I think Luke is so ingrained in the Kylo Ren 
story that I don't think that he would have seen uh, Baby Yoda during that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, he wasn't going to train anyone yeah. prior. Because I okay. Because this is where my oh. timeline gets a little bit messed up. Is like it's after Jedi, so I imagine they're still establishing a new Jedi Academy or, yeah. or a Jedi Temple. Yeah. But it's also before the je- that collapses and Ben Kenobi turns into Kylo Ren. Yes. So it's way like, way before. We're we're in this weird middle, but not middle. Do you know what I mean? It's not even the middle. It's I, like before the middle. I think he turns when he's like around 20 years old so that's there's like 20 year window there that this is yeah. happening in yeah. so yeah um yeah it, and again very very interesting like there's so many things that could be happening here we don't actually know um where people kind of lie as well and who's going to come in um i mean chopper and um oh what's her name uh hella hera Hera. If Hera came in, it'd be kind of cool because she also does technically show up in the ninth movie. Um, mm-hmm. She is one of the ships that shows up to like attack the super duper Star Destroyer things that they have. Um, well, I heard, I heard the same thing about Ezra too. Is that Ezra's ship comes as well? Well, it is. It's Hera's ship that Ezra is usually on. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think. But we don't actually know who was in it. So I, I kind of doubt that Ezra was probably in that ship. He would have probably come in his own ship because. He's a really good pilot. Um, but yeah, so there's so many like very cool things that they're trying to do with it all and trying to bring this story forward into something really, really awesome. But I'm very... If this... So if the last arc was to find out kind of the baby's stuff, like, I guess Protect the Baby was the first one that's mm-hmm. given to the next one. So this is the find out who the baby... or. Gorgu's, okay, it's going to take me for, forever to say Gorgu. This one is to get Gorgu to the Jedi and get to see what his path is. Then the next one, I think, should really be taking down Moff Gideon and freeing Mandalore completely. Like, that would be my my three buckets, and then I would end it at three. Because as much as I love, I love Monster of the Week shows. I loved Buffy, I loved Angel. I loved all those kind of things. Like, that very... Thing, Star Wars, this doesn't seem like that should be this. Because the episodes that were very, like, Monster of the Week for the last season were probably my least favorite ones, right? You're yeah. talking about episode 7 and 8, mostly. Gunslinger. Right? <laughs> the Gunslinger. Gunslinger um, the Prison Break. Um, Sanctuary I really did like, but it's the same kind of deal. Um, yeah. It but it really still it advanced the story, at least, right? The other ones didn't. So these contained episodes that don't advance the story which is rough uh, I would say that this season hasn't really done that I think that even though we've had like planet to planet each one has kind of advanced him forward towards a goal I would worry if they take this on too long that they won't hit that anymore it'll be a very we're gonna do this thing for no other reason than to do it so that would be my big worry um, but overall I'm Again, I'm very excited for where this is going, who they're going to bring in, who's going to come meet Gorgu at the top of the temple uh, when he does his meditating thing. Is he going to end up being evil? Is he going to end up being good? Yeah. Uh, is he going to end up sacrificing himself to save the Mandalorian? Is the Mandalorian going to end up sacrificing himself to save Gorgu? Like, there's yeah. so many, like, intricated things that I think are just so fun yeah, I don't think yeah. anyone. I don't think anyone liked the Prison Break episode from last season. Um, uh, but Ben, you bring up a really good point, though, because you're t- you talked about something that I think is really interesting, and we. Uh, it's kind of a. I kind of sound hypocritical for bringing it up, but you know, I, I do have this hesitation. But I will say this: they did. They, they this whole team, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, uh, the whole production team. Uh, I only say those two, but I know there's like a bunch. There's a bunch of others, um, and there's you know, um, there's women that are involved in in this team as well. Um, I think what's really fascinating is that they've done such a good job that we're still talking about it, and we're gonna keep talking about it till the next episode, and we're gonna keep talking about that too. Yeah. And I think they've got a really good thing going with this story. And I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like I'm not questioning the feasibility of this, like yeah. the believability, like Ahsoka being alive. Totally believe that. 
there was another Jedi that's alive. Totally believe that. And I think the way they've explained and they laid down the tracks for these are so believable to the to the main, I guess, Star Wars storyline. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and it's great to hear that from somebody who doesn't keep up with everything too, right? Like the yeah. reason like I'm like, oh yeah, this totally makes sense because I watched all the things that like show why the Jedi, why there's so many of them still alive, but they're all in hiding and yeah, why even like Darth Vader had like semi like semi Sith underneath him called Inquisitors yeah. and like because yeah. people just because the Jedi Order was destroyed didn't mean people no longer had the Force. They were no longer connecting with Metachlorians. They were no longer connecting with that external power right it was just that people weren't being trained by the jedi order so obviously people who had this power would still use it but maybe after a certain amount of years they don't know what it actually is they don't know it's the force they just think it's something they can do right so, yeah no exactly yeah very very cool too, which i think is really cool is imagine if you could sum up each season in like a short little tagline i think the first season is protect the baby yeah um and so i'm curious to see what season two is going to be because we're not done it yet. But so far, it'd be like... Train the baby? Search, search for baby or train babe, train the baby? I don't or, know. Or uh, search for family. Search for yeah. meaning or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's cool. I, I Again, I am... I do hope that this stops at around three seasons. Like, I could see it going four and still being good. But I hope they don't do it to death. And I hope that... I would rather see them spin off into, like, an Ahsoka show or something like that rather than take this show that's really doing a great job and like keeping my interest and keeping my attention and making me excited every Thursday to stay up until midnight and watch a show uh, yeah. instead of going to bed at 10 o'clock. <laughs> um, there, yeah, I, I agree with you totally. And is there not a part of you, though, that like wants to be greedy? Like for me, I feel like, fuck, I would just love to see Luke in this now. It would be so cool to see it. I don't know if it's feasible, but just for him to tell Ahsoka that he came, that Anakin did come back in the end, or like that. I would like to see Anakin come back and talk to her. Yeah, because I think if I understand correctly, just from the subtext of of her delivering the lines about Anakin turning into Vader, there's a lot of there's a lot of love there, like not romantic love, but just no, like family love, uh, familial love, and. I think it would really, I think maybe even bring her some closure to know that he found his way in the end, albeit he died for it, but he still found his way through his son. Because like, you know, as, as horrible, as, I'm not excusing Darth Vader's actions at all, but as horrible as he was in the end, he still, his son finally got to him mm -hmm. and he could come back. Yeah. Even for like a half a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like he did die. But, you know, he died protecting his son and saving his son. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be interesting to see Ahsoka learning that knowledge and knowing that, you know, her master's offspring are here. Because mm -hmm. I think you had mentioned that, that she's trained by Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, so Anakin was, like, one of the only ones who actually vouched for her. And there's, like, a lot of some theories around, like, if she hadn't have left the Jedi Order, Anakin might not have gone bad because she was like what was keeping him grounded while the Pal while Palpatine was trying to like come in here and like trying to like slowly build up this like here's your hate, here's your anger, come join me and we can rule the galaxy together. Can we do it? Do it? Yeah, there we go. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we haven't played that game in a long time. Oh yeah. I could do that. I could do that. Me too. Uh, All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? Um, I think those are my major points. I think I'm just, I, I I'm, just, good, I'm so I excited. Question. Oh, I have yes. such a good question. Oh, nice. Uh, do you have Sorry. a name for us this week? No meme either okay. because I'm so enamored with Grogu. Oh, How yeah. can you top that? You That's can't true. top that. I got a little Grogu up there. Got my over there. I got some over here. <laughs> I am obsessed with Grogu so much. I just I love him. I love that little guy. Uh, I can't believe you got a name. Yeah. I'm just like, and we got a Jedi. And we got a and Jedi. Like, we really did that though. Hey, it's like I'm thinking we're gonna see one in maybe like the last thirty seconds. We're gonna see Ahsoka in the last thirty seconds. That's it. No, straight up the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, I just. 
Yeah, I'm just excited. I just was a good I can't episode. get over how excited I am about all of it, and yeah. I'm excited to see what they do next, and I really hope that the showrunners keep it going really well and don't screw up. Like, you're allowed to have a couple bad episodes per season, sure, one or two, yeah. like, that's totally fair, but don't drop the ball on the entire series. Uh, don't kill it with like, just making it go too long for money or ratings or whatever, it just let it be what it is and then move on to something else because you have they have so many things that are now like set up for them to move on to right they have like you said Bo-Katan they have Ahsoka they have the starting of the Rebel Alliance is there right like they now have these rebels that like are talking about this new thing that's starting to come which is obviously the, the New Order and it'd be really exciting to see like why Han Solo left and why Leia like became went from being like the head of the rebellion the head of uh, th- of uh, the New Republic and then all the stuff that happened in the book around that like her getting kicked out of the New Republic as the main person and stuff like to have all that stuff come together and like really be shown would be really cool and like you could make different kinds of show they don't all have to be action right if you did the New Republic one it could be more about the drama the having like the backstabbing of like people against people having like the politics behind it and like having these different kind of genre shows that isn't just hey we're gonna fight because that's what we do in star wars we fight 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 no it's like there's so many other things to it like entire imperial senate that sure was boring as hell in episode one two and three but they could make it interesting right we watch political shows all the time i just finished binging uh designated survivor like it's interesting it's interesting because like you can build these characters who they are as like characters and you can really do a lot of growth and like that kind of thing so i'm very i'm excited to see what happens i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with it and i'm excited for friday's show yeah just like people should be excited for every sunday Yes, every Sunday. I think I'm going to get into the wrap-up then. I think that's that, unless you have any final questions. Any, sorry, not questions. Any final things? All right. Well, everybody, this has been the Cooperators Viewers Couch, the Mighty Mandos podcast. Like Gabe said, you can catch us every Sunday on twitch.tv slash the co underscore operators, as well as later on any podcasting app or on YouTube. You can search up the Cooperators on there. Sorry, my my voice is starting to go a little bit. Um, Very, very happy that you all joined us today. Uh, It looks like we had a good viewership today. Maybe one day I will open up the chat to not just VIPs and uh, subscribers uh, so that everyone can jump in there. I just find it sometimes a little distracting looking over if there's too much going on. Uh, You can catch us on social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as our now live TikTok. Uh, And most of those... Except for Twitter, it's all at the or at the cooperators, and for Twitter, it is operators underscore the co. Um, beyond that, is there anything else we want to plug in here? I review us. Yes, uh, us? make sure to uh, put in your reviews, uh, what and your subscribes, your likes, all that kind of stuff on all of our different platforms, so you can keep up with us. And I'm going to be going very hard on social media the next little while because I am going to be doing this full time for a while, which is very exciting. I'm going to be streaming uh, five days a week, uh, as well as doing a bunch of podcast stuff in the background. And I'm going to be launching a couple new podcasts in January. Uh, mostly it'll be solo ones. Uh, I'll have a couple guests here and there. Uh, Gabe's being weird again. <laughs> God, what are you doing over there? <laughs> For our podcast listeners, he's just doing a super close up of his mouth. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. So if you want to give us a review, if you want to, uh, get us, I don't know, give us that, uh, that like, that follow, so you always know the new episode's coming. That would be awesome. I'm going to stop rambling, and I am going to pass it over to Gabe before he does anything more weird, because now his gum's out of his mouth, which is gross. Gross. Uh, what is that question of the day? I would like to know, when will we see a Wookiee? That's a good question. And also, can I see the Wookiee? Let the Wookiee win. 
I would like to touch the Wookiee. Oh. Oh. That's weird. <laughs> but seriously, A, where's that Wookiee at? B, um, can we talk about for a second the fact that Michael Bean was in this episode, which makes that motherfucker in Star Wars now? Fucking alien, predator. They're not predator. He's in the alien series. He's in the Terminator series. He's in uh, Star Wars. He's in a bunch more that I'm just forgetting now. But he's in like every pivotal sci-fi thing. Who's Michael Bean? He's the guy who plays Corporal Hicks in Aliens. He's also the cop in the first Terminator movie. Who was he in this though? He was the guy with the shotgun. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also oh, cool. uses the shotgun for fucking everything. Yeah. Oh, he was in The Rock. Oh, he nice. was in. He's in a lot of stuff that like is like action sci-fi. I mean, granted, The Rock isn't sci-fi, but it's action. Rock is a great movie, though. Yes, yes, it is. I would like to also see what Baby Yoda's lightsaber will look like, or if he even gets a lightsaber. Mm. A lightsaber is... is not a right; is a privilege. And right now, he steals and almost kills Cara Dune and. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he, like, used the divorce choke on Cara Dune in that time. Oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Maybe he is just evil as hell. You know what, though? It would be a hell of an amazing plot point. That's it for was. sure. You know what? I would have my lightsaber taken away. I'm a bad boy. Yes, true. All right, everybody. Thank you all for watching, and thank you all later for listening. We really appreciate it, and we will see you next time.